Welcome to Pandemic Pints. I'm Kieran. And I'm JP. Join us as we tackle today's episode, which is going to be our mental health during the pandemic, how we are staying sane, or if indeed we are managing to, to stay sane. With that said, let's get right into it and crack open a beer. What do you got there today, Stack? Oh, I'm going to get the audio in there. This is a locally brewed, locally is in Ireland, um, yellow belly brewed and canned in Wexford, Ireland. This is a, I'm going to pronounce it, mispronounce it probably, Keller beer, yellow belly unfiltered. So I'm just going to show that to the camera. The artwork on these cans is absolutely unbelievable, spectacular. What about yourself? I'm going with O'Hara's today. Uh, I've got two O'Hara's. I've got the Hop Adventure Centennial Series, and it is brewed in Ireland as well. And I have a red IPA for for drink number two. So, oh, nice. yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm excited. Not, I'm not mixing. I'm I'm sticking with with two of these. Um, Ooh, well, so yeah. So today's uh, topic, JP, it can be quite a, a sensitive one. Um, for for a lot of people and and we're aware of that mental health during the lockdown um how have you been talk to me mm. well i think we've touched a little bit on just the challenges and just maybe some of those moments that i had some anxiety and um early on but i feel like overall i'm i'm doing a pretty good job staying sane but i definitely have you have your your days where you maybe you get anxious about certain things mm. um anxious about work anxious on when we can go back and see other people and just also just i think mentally it can be challenging with with kids but overall i think i'm doing fairly solid how about yourself yeah i think so i like to think so anyway um i have my moments where you know i think will this ever end will we ever get to to, to go outside or, or go beyond you know our, our five kilometer zone and that that kind of stuff yeah if i suppose if you let it get to you can can very much weigh on the mind i'm going to say though that i think we're, we're lucky that touchwood haven't lost my job everybody is safe healthy the virus hasn't you know come to our our house if all of that kind of stuff was 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 um piling on top maybe it might be a different story and i'm sure there are people potentially listening who've who've lost their jobs who people have gotten sick maybe have got sick themselves and you know could have uh, lost people and and for those people i guess what i'm trying to say is it hasn't been that bad for me but i'm i know that others are are probably struggling what's been the hardest thing when it comes to it mentally and emotionally for you uh, like what is probably the thing that weighs on you the most i i'm i'm a person who likes routine and i found it easy to develop a routine here at home that hasn't been an issue but there's kind of no end in sight you know that that's that's the toughest part for me is not seeing that destination yeah i mean you know the virus will eventually uh, go away the, the fingers crossed will be a vaccine and things will return to some kind of normality at some stage in the future but it's almost so far out of reach that uh it's a bit helpless it, we're we're just while the routine is nice, the routine is getting old and I'm, I'm anxious and looking for a change. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it, it has to be the anxieties around job, you know, being 
self-employed. I think those those can come mm-hmm. crashing down on me at different moments. But also, I love socializing. I love connecting. You know, I like being with people, and and um, I think that's I just I just miss that. I miss that a lot. So um, it's it's there. But you know, like like we've we've talked about, there's there's things could be worse, obviously mm-hmm. for for our, ourselves. But I think that's what probably is the hardest thing. It's just you, even a nice, beautiful, sunny days like we have today. I'm like ah. It'd be great yeah. to be with with other people, you know. But yeah. um, are you more? You mentioned there, like there's no end in sight. Mm. So would you say that you take a more optimistic or pessimistic view mm. towards the coronavirus and things in life in general? Which is funny because traditionally I'm a very optimistic person, but for some reason, and maybe this has to do with 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 the digital world and the world we now find ourselves in. I'm finding it difficult to navigate it with the optimistic uh, flag on my sails, let's say, when I'm being pumped with 24-hour news that's telling me more people are dying, it's still spreading, you know, in certain places it's accelerating, more job. I think yesterday I turned on CNN and it was another 3.8 million people out of work. It's just this never ending tsunami of bad news, you know, and for a traditionally optimistic person sailing through that is, is difficult. I'm, 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 I'm hitting, hitting these waves of pessimism, I guess, as I, as I try to, to look on the bright side. And I think that's difficult. I want to come back to the news thing in a little bit, because I think that's something we, we should definitely talk about when it comes to mental and emotional health during this time, because I think it impacts, Mm -hmm. impacts us. Uh, in a big way. Actually, let's unpack that real quick right now. Like, the, because I think that's something that I, I learned maybe three years ago was I didn't need, I, I started to cut out news from my life and I stopped watching the news like almost mm-hmm. altogether. I used to check every morning, you know, I'd come down, pour my coffee, I'd get a five minute news briefing from the Alexa app and all that. And I don't even do that anymore because. Mm-hmm. It's always just bad news. Well, during the coronavirus in this epidemic, I've I started checking on the news. Right, you know, you want to be informed, but I'm like you. You keep getting this bad news, this bad information, mm-hmm. and I found like I have to be really intentional to limit myself. And and um, if I do just find myself scrolling through news feeds, it just becomes this cycle, and it can really draw you down. And I think. That's that's one of the challenges, I think, of 24-7 news, you know, which wasn't the case 30, 40 years ago, right? There wasn't, yeah. you know, news channels and all that. It was, my upbringing was, you know, in the States, every night at six or half six, yeah. turning on NBC News, and you had 30 minutes with Tom Brokaw, and that was it, you know, and then you had the paper in the morning, and I'm not sure 24 seven news is very healthy for us mentally or emotionally at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the fact that I don't think it's very healthy, but I haven't completely cut it out. I'm a big news person. I like to know what's going on in the world. You are, Um, you are. I do. I love it, but I suppose it's like everything, isn't it? They say, you know, too too much of something is, is, is a bad thing. So I I may have reached my, uh, my capacity to consume news in such a because it's such a negative message that's constantly being pumped you know before the pandemic there was there was there was good news there was and don't get me wrong there's still good news stories to come from this i think this what i'm particularly referencing when i describe it as 
the the negativity is the livelihoods that are being destroyed lives being lost like this isn't your regular a bad news day or a bad news story day this is just day after day of i mean sheer destruction and i, I don't know what label you want to put on it but it's 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 just unbelievable like we we have never in our lifetime and the generation before us and probably before that have seen anything like this which is yeah. it's new to all of us so i think i'm i'm realizing that that typical news junkie in me uh is about to overdose if, if i don't turn it off yeah i think people need to be really careful that's you know i think you know, I really try to put other stuff in my head there that's a little bit more, up, 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 you know, up, up, I don't want to say optimistic, but just other things other than just talking about coronavirus all day long or right. that type of information. But I do think, come back to, I think it is important to be informed. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons I asked you at the pessimism, the optimism is because I think I constantly teeter back between this optimistic view, like, no, 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 okay, it's going to, maybe we'll be back, you know, like I look at the timeline and I, I see uh, for Ireland, you know, of pubs and stuff like that reopening yeah. in August. And I, I have this optimistic, oh yeah, yeah. But that's probably not healthy. And when it, when it comes to optimism and pessimism, I've actually read a little bit about this and there's a interesting story in, in a book by Jim Collins, uh, Good to Great, where uh, he talks about uh, the Stockdale paradox. So there's this, in v the Vietnam War, there was this pilot that went down. His last name was Stockdale. I forget his first name, but he goes down and he's, I think he was there for a good solid couple, two, three years. And he was tortured and he was beaten in the prison camps and all that stuff. Well, he came back and, he, you know, I think people were asking him like, you survived. Like, how did you survive? So many people in your prison camp didn't survive. He says, who were the people that didn't survive? You know, why did they survive? He said, well, it was the optimist. Because the optimist in the in the POW camp was, I'll be out of here by Christmas. And then Christmas would come and they wouldn't be out of there. And then it'd be like, I'll be out of here by Easter. Nope, wouldn't be out of there. And they kept having like that optimistic view. And I think this is really important for us is like, we need to stay grounded in reality. It doesn't mean we need to be like negative Nancys all the time and constantly filling our head, head you know, with the bad news. But understanding that this is, like you said, going to be a long road ahead. Yeah, we have to be reality because if otherwise we're going to get to August and we're going to be really devastated when we're still not able to do the things that we, right. we were hoping or optimistic uh, that we would be able to do. So, yeah. What are some of the healthy habits that you've kind of adopted to maybe keep yourself sane through everything? Well, I, I think a big piece is trying to establish some routine. And we talked about last week of exercise, finding that type mm -hmm. of exercises. It's a really important piece for me. Having another like maybe tapping into a new passion, mm -hmm. you know, of a new interest. So I've finally, my barbecue that I ordered arrived and finally. I got the barbecue grill. And so I've been just like really engaging and learning more about, you know, grilling and the science. Like it's just, it's just a passion and interest of mine that I'm pursuing that mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't be pursuing if this, this wasn't. So I think pursuing yeah. passions. And then I would say the other really big thing for me is trying to get up 30 minutes or an hour before the kids wake where I can just have some time to myself, a cup of coffee. I like to meditate. I do a little bit of mindfulness, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. It's been beautiful out. So I've been sitting in the back and in, in the back garden, just sitting there doing my meditation routine. And, and I find that definitely helps to, mm -hmm. to really just have that time alone because we live in a small enough house. So 
I mean, I know there's other people in tougher situations where they're literally on top of each other. Like, so those were the three big things that I think I'm doing is exercise, trying to invest a little bit of my uh, passions and then just kind of time to be just mindful or meditate. Mm -hmm. What about yourself? Yeah, they're really great habits. Um, My, so I'm doing the exercise thing, not, you know, strict or anything like that, but um, getting out, getting active, even if it's just going for a walk in in the evening uh, as a family around the neighborhood, something to change change the scenery, I guess. Um, So we're doing that. One thing I've kind of really jumped into, um, and I guess it's a, it's, a factor of being at home so much that you start noticing little things that you're not happy with in your garden or the house or whatever is is gardening so i've been out the back a lot um pulling weeds and planting flowers and do all this kind of stuff but it's something that's really enjoyable you know to spend some time in the garden especially in beautiful days like today take some time by yourself just to to clear the head and focus on something that you enjoy and and that's been something that I it's not that I didn't enjoy it before maybe I just never knew I enjoyed it before because I didn't let's say have the time to do it but it's something that I have really uh, enjoyed doing you touched on an interesting thing there um meditation i'm all for trying new ways to enlighten my mind to lift the weight off my shoulders to um, see things clearer to be less anxious about coronavirus for example so i'm i'm looking for those um ways to do it i've I, you know i've downloaded the headspace app and i've plugged it in and maybe listened to it for five minutes here and i just maybe there was a distraction and i kind of got turned off it or something like that but you know and maybe it's just as i get older and i'm more aware that you know mental health has i mean it's ruined experiences it has destroyed relationships and it has ultimately taken away lives and I'm just asking myself the question more and more as I get older, if if I'm not happy with my appearance or I'm getting overweight or the doctor tells me my blood pressure is high, I will go and exercise my body, right? I will, I will do that. Why then do I not want to, if I have these negative thoughts or, or feeling a little bit down or there's a dark cloud, why am I not exercising my mind? Like logic would tell you that if you give some time to your mind, then you should also see some, some benefits. Tell me about meditation. Cause I, I need someone to not sell mm-hmm. me on it. Just educate me on it. Well, I think you made a great argument there for it in the sense of just very practical. Like you got to do something to exercise the mind. Headspace is an app that, that you mentioned there that people use. I tried it. It's, it's probably like thing. the most popular one out there, isn't there? Yeah. 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 It's not my thing. Well, I have, I'm a big reader, you know, so I read about a book a week. You do love reading. I love books. Yeah. So I (laughs) love books. Um, I have a thing for books. Uh, I like having books on a shelf. I I think it looks great, but I think it looks great too. I'm a poor, poor reader, self-confessed poor, poor at that. But anyway. I'll I'll quickly confess. Not only do I buy a lot of eBooks, but then I try to go to like uh, used book sales and try to yeah. find the ebook that I bought and buy the hardback because I want it on the shelf. That's my problem with ebooks. I literally, I want people uh, yeah. to walk in and go, that man read that. All he, those he reads a lot of books. <laughs> they can't see my library on my Kindle app. Like it's really problematic. So I have to get like, there's some books on my shelf. I haven't read the physical book, but I read the ebook. But anyways, hmm. back to all my books. I've read an immense amount of 
books on meditation, mindfulness, and neuroscience. And you're right. It's exercising the mind. It's, it's, it's so, so important that after eight weeks of mindfulness practice on a daily basis of 10 to 15 minutes, there's actually observable changes in your brain. And, and one of the big things that we have to understand is that emotions like our, our anxiety and stress that we're experiencing. And, and, and I'm fortunate that I've been able to, in my, my, my job, I've actually been able to, as I've gone down this path, pursue, and I have another podcast that for, for work, I've been actually able to talk to some of the top neuroscientists and, and trauma psychologists in, in the world, actually. It's, it's been fascinating. Mm -hmm. But the mindfulness helps us to uh, really understand, to build those connections throughout our brain that help us to stay more regulated, to help us to endure stress and anxiety. And uh, actually, in preparation for this episode, I was kind of doing some research and more on anxiety and what is anxiety. And I found this fascinating medical definition that some psychologists had thrown out there. So you like that beer, yeah? Love it. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, but the, the, the psychologist said that anxiety was, an in many people's minds, in many cases, it's an overestimation of danger and an underestimation of our ability to cope with it. And I thought that was perfect because like I'm like, yep. when I was experiencing yeah, anxiety, perfect, actually. when yeah. I was experiencing anxiety around the pandemic, it's like, oh, I, how, how, how am I going to do this? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, no, life will go on. Like, right. you know, like we will, we will make it work. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the world is in a, tough spot right now yeah but things will get better and people will get through this and that's really really important to remember but like i thought that just powerful is just an overestimation um of the of of the danger and underestimation of our ability we're resilient people you know like people are strong and i think sometimes one of my things around mental health that i think is really important is i think people need to feel empowered i think people need to be reminded that they are strong and they are capable and they can get through this. I think that's really, really important um, during the, especially during this mental health awareness time. So when it comes to exercise and back to the whole mindfulness and meditation, so I've gotten completely maybe off on a tangent here, but I come back to that is just spending that time 15 minutes. It's really hard. I have super ADHD. Like I have very little attention. I'm actually diagnosed ADHD. And I have a really hard time sitting there because I sit down there and I, my mind wants to go everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm, we're always, you think about how much time we spend living in the past or living in the future. We're thinking about what's happened to us. We're thinking about some argument we had or some sort of mm -hmm. what just happened the other day, or we're thinking about something in the future. Mindfulness is just bringing ourselves into the present. And, in, and if we can do it, the more we do it, the more I think we can, be present in life and enjoy moments, you know, even just the moments with our family during this pandemic or, mm -hmm. or just stop worrying about things that are in the future, which we have no control over. And I think it's a very, very important message uh, for a lot of people that, you know, maybe mindfulness works for some people. Maybe it doesn't. There's also other options. There are counselors, psychotherapists, there are people that are professionally trained who can help you, you know, work through 
these kind of problems. I know now that in the, the digital age with everybody at home, a lot of counselors and psychotherapists have actually moved their business online. So without you know having to go and meet somebody face to face, you can now do it over the phone, you could do it over um, Zoom, Skype, Google Hangouts, whatever it may be. So the message is there is definitely options and help for people struggling and you know, don't be, don't be afraid, I guess, to, that, that's the biggest thing. Pe people have a lot of fear and maybe people even have anxiety just with just reaching out to people. And by the way, if you're listening and you're one of these people who goes around telling people struggling with their mental health to uh, just suck it up, stop, because that <laughs> is, that, that is a very dangerous game that you are playing. It's, there's no sucking it up, right? There are people really struggling. There is help out there. If you feel like you need it, don't feel like you have to suck it up because somebody told you to just ignore them. They're assholes. I probably shouldn't say the asshole word, but anyway, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they are. No, but I, I think that's such old school mentality. And thank you. It's, 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 it's really problematic. Honestly, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's systemic. It's part of so much of, of that, uh, especially, I, I think even for for men, I think it's just oh, be oh, a man, toughen up. Be yeah. a, that's a crappy phrase. Be a man. You know, like what is that? Yeah. Mean? Yeah. So I, I I think it's a big thing. I think reaching out to people. There's the virtual counseling. Mm -hmm. I think also just trying to, like you said, exercise that mind, practice that mindfulness. Yep. I'll tell you this. I have worked at it and worked at it it's it's honestly it is it's harder in some ways than going and putting a 30 minute workout in or a run because it's 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 new it's different you know we've all yeah. exercised right. at some stage in our life right we played sports or that few of us know what we're doing and it, and it's it's one of those things too it's like you go work out and you know, you don't really see any results, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're still, you step on the scale the next day and you're right back where you were. Yeah. And I think that's the frustrating thing for me. I'll just, I full transparency and vulnerability. I'll meditate. Then I'll go and be one o'clock in the afternoon and I'll really get frustrated and I'll kind of lose, lose my, you know, lose my temper a little bit with maybe the kids, be short with them. And just because it's it's tough, you know, you're in that house and I'll be, you know, anxious. And you're like, geez, well, I meditated this morning. I'm still screwing up here, you know? I, li I mean, literally, uh, Elena, my daughter, knows, like, why she sees me sometimes, you know, sitting there doing some mindfulness out the back, you know, in the, in the back garden. So I told her why I do it, you know? I explain. It's just to help, help, help dad, you know, with his, his you know, so he's happy and he, he's calm. And uh, I remember getting really, you know, upset with her one day and she's like but you meditated this morning you meditated <laughs> <laughs> stop yelling at me amazing you meditated i'm like this is a four-year-old but like i think that's what's really important too yeah. i think is that uh we're open and conversing with other people maybe we don't need to go to a counselor maybe we just need to talk to our spouse or maybe we need to talk to our kids yeah i think that's really anyone important. who can listen mm -hmm. if you have if you have younger children if you have teenagers we don't need to put a strong face on mm -hmm. we've got it all together all the time i think there's a great right. power and vulnerability that this is really hard this yeah. is tough shit all right i'm gonna say shit because you said asshole so right. <laughs> but this is some tough shit that everyone's going through you know and yeah. it, and I think one of my problems is, and, and I think a lot of people is, 
Well, I, I don't want to be the complainer because my life could be way worse because the guy over here has lost his job or the guy over there has lost his brother or the guy, yeah. you know, like, like that's, I, I get that and I appreciate that. And you even said it today, but it doesn't mean that our situation still can't be hard for us. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't minimize your problems. Everybody has them. And if you're struggling with them and to process them, then that's, uh, that's the green light to go and uh, to go and talk to somebody, especially in today's world. I mean, even global pandemic aside, social media and the unrealistic side to social media and, and, you know, the comparisons on social media. I mean, that's, that's a slippery slope for people to, to fall down to. You have people who, who may take the same photo, I don't know, 56 times to get it perfect. And you're there, you know, trying to take your, your selfie and it's not working out. And maybe you feel down about that or something. Social media is great, but it also has that super negative side to it where people just are running into this rabbit hole of constantly comparing their lives. I would hate to, to be a teenager today. Mm. Like I would hate to grow up in this world. Like, yeah, because I mean, I'm married to kids, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not so caught up in, you know, Instagram and all that, but not yet. I know a lot of young people are, and they see this, and they look on there and it's just constantly walking around and what are others doing? But I think we're even falling into this trap now. I think, you could go on social media and you can see people, you know, they're, they're, they're doing all these things out there. They're making the most of the pandemic, you know, they're baking, like you look right. at it and like yeah. they're, they're baking this, or you even listen, you know, nah, nah, this guy's barbecue and this, and he's learning mm -hmm. or this goes, you know, look at how, Oh, look at me. I'm making the most of this time. And look, look at that guy with his new grill. And you're, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and, and yet you're just sitting here going, I'm, I'm barely making it through the day. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, but you, we have to step back and go, that's not really what their life is like. They're showing you mm -hmm. a very shaped, perfect little moment in their life. Yeah. And then what else is happening in there? You know, like yeah. they're going through the same things you are. And that's the problem with social media. Mm -hmm. And there has been extensive research around the negative impacts on mental health due to social media today. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's, 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 it is. It's com It's almost common sense at this point. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's the. There's. It's FOMO times a million. Like I remember yeah. walking in 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 high school or secondary school, and hearing kids talk about like, oh, they were hanging out on the weekend. I was like, oh, I wasn't invited. So I right. remember feeling that pain a few times in my life of oh, I wasn't invited to the party or I wasn't invited to that person's house. Kids literally walk around all day, knowing that's going on. Like because they see their friends post they're hanging out and they're not there you know yeah. stuff like that is really really challenging and i think it's only amplified during the pandemic yeah. so. and i think uh, there's also you know the internet trolls who basically their sole purpose is to you know damage people's mental health you know people putting pictures and being creative and making art or whatever it may be and putting it online you're going to be vulnerable by doing that and then you get people you know, calling you stupid for doing that or what you are, God, you're ugly or you're fat or, you know, all the rest of it. So what, what's funny about those people, though, is they're the same people who will go and, you know, share this like anti-suicide message or something like that, you know, it's just you, you can post a suicide prevention phone number all you want. But if you really want to help prevent suicide, depression, 
self-harm just stop being a complete a-hole to other people on the internet and in real life too you know that that that's truly what it's about and i think a lot of people just ignore that message and find this burning desire just to ruin somebody's day well i'd say the last last thing i'd say too also is you see social media during the pandemic everybody has to voice their opinion and then get in arguments on whether they think it's you know you got a lot of deniers out there that just a lot like of deniers to hop, like mm-hmm. to hop on social yeah. media and talk about how yeah government's taking away my rights and these What's are my a conspiracy? rights you didn't know that it's a conspiracy. That's <laughs> what they say so. <laughs> if you uh, want to listen to our deniers episode, I think it's episode one, two, two three, two. 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 Yeah, two. go back two. and and check that out. Uh, we we may have to do a follow up. It's getting pretty ridiculous out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a follow up there. So yeah, so I think the big thing that you know why we were very compelled to do this episode. Well, one is it's Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Yeah. Uh, this has been a challenge that I think both of us have been facing, you know, and struggling with. I think um, it's important uh, that during this time that maybe we're taking some initiative, maybe we're trying new things like meditation or mindfulness, or maybe we're taking the initiative to reach out for help, or maybe we're just leaning into to our spouses or our children or our friends and just sharing how we're feeling. I think that's just the big thing that, you know, We'd encourage people to do and because this is a challenging time. This is a difficult time and maybe limit your social media. Maybe try to limit some of your news intake. Don't take yourself out of there. Try not to maybe have the most optimistic view, but also don't be Mr. Pessimism. The, you know, the sky is falling because we're strong. We're resilient as, as, a, as a society, as a world. We have gotten through things that have been even harder than this. You know, we've gone through world yeah. wars or like people will fight through this. So, uh, you know, let's, I, I think the big thing too, is that, you know, we're open, we're talking about the challenges and we're maybe taking a little bit initiative on some new things that maybe we haven't tried before. I, I think that's very well said JP and, you know, people, people are good at adapting to, to the new norm. And uh, I think we're all facing that new norm now and uh, we will adapt and, and we will change and we will, we will get on with it um quick beer check i i'm i was looking at this yellow belly for the last 30 minutes it's actually really really good for a day like today when the sun is out pick up one of these uh brewed in county wexford i mean the beer is phenomenal the artwork is amazing on the cans um i love that absolutely I love that beautiful oh awesome. it's incredible yeah um, the hot hot venture gets the win today. Uh, the red IPA was good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it actually warmed up a little bit, so I, I I feel like any criticism is probably just more down to the fact that it heated up a little bit. But this this hop venture, wow, by O'Hara's, mm-hmm. wow, nice IPA, nice IPA. So I would also recommend this to any of our uh, beer drinkers out there. With that said, if you have been affected by any of the issues that we touched on in today's episode, don't be afraid. Don't be worried. There are many, many uh, organizations out there that can help and that can you can bounce your thoughts off of. We're going to leave some links in the description below. Hit them up. If you don't feel up to, us, to, to reaching out to some of them, give us a call. Give your spouse, friends, brother, sister, kids, whoever it may be, the family dog, uh, you know, any ear will, will listen. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pandemic Pints and that you took some value from it and, and maybe some of our tips that we shared on, on how we're staying sane during the uh, during the pandemic. We are on Instagram. A lot of you following us on Instagram right now. Let's shout out to our new followers in Portugal, Brazil, New York. If you want to get in touch, get, get in touch with us on Instagram. You can also drop an email to pandemicpints at gmail.com. Like and comment on the video. You can leave a review of the podcast. And as always, we will try and respond to everybody and give you a shout out uh, in next week's episode. And with that said, JP, we'll leave it there. Cheers. Cheers.